Chapter three of Frank Merriwell at Yale or Freshman Against Freshman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Frank Merriwell at Yale or Freshman Against Freshman by Bert L. Standish. Chapter three The Blow. There was a sudden hush. The student saw that Diamond was really revengeful, and his words seemed to indicate that he intended to report anyone whose identity he discovered. The Virginian was pale, and he trembled with anger. "'You don't mean to say that you will blow, do you?' asked one. "'That's exactly what I do mean, sir,' came resolutely from the lips of the infuriate freshman. "'I'm a gentleman, and the son of a gentleman, and I'll never stand it to be treated like a cur.' hazing is said to be no longer tolerated here and an investigation is certain to follow my report of this affair a little fellow stepped out you claim to be a gentleman he said distinctly but you will prove yourself a cad if you peach i'd rather be a cad than a ruffian sir if you were a gentleman you would take your medicine like a gentleman you'd never squeal you fellows are the ones who are squealing now for you see you have been imposing on the wrong man man shot back the little fellow contemptuously there's not much man about a chap that blows when he is hazed a little a little a little is this what you call a little oh this is nothing think of what the poor freshies used to go through in the old days of delta kappa and sigma epsilon why sometimes a fellow would be roasted so his skin would smell like burned steak for a week that was when he was burned at the stake said a chap in the background there was a universal dismal groan this is some of the Delta Kappa machinery here, the little fellow explained. Sometimes some of the fellows come here to have a cold bot and a hot lob. You freshies walked right in on us tonight, and we gave you a pleasant reception. Now, if you blow, I'll guarantee you'll never become a soft. The fellows will do you and do you dirty before your first year is up. Such threats do not frighten me, haughtily flung back the lad from Virginia. I know this was a put-up job, and Bruce Browning was in it. He got us to come here. Frank Merriwell knew something about it, or he'd never been so ready to come. And I know you too, Tad Horner. The little fellow fell back a step, and then with a sudden angry impulse, he tore off his mask, showing a flushed, chubby, boyish face, from which a pair of great blue eyes flashed at Diamond. Well, I am Tad Horner, he cried, and I'm not ashamed of it. If you want to throw me down, go ahead. It'll be a low, dirty trick, and we'll show the kind of big stuff you are the masked lads were surprised for tad had never exhibited such spirit before he had always seemed like a mild shy mother boy sort of chap he had been hazed and had cried but he wouldn't beg and he never squealed after that browning had taken him under his wing had fought his battles and had stood by him through the freshman year anybody who was looking for trouble could find it by imposing on horner and browning for all his laziness could fight like a tiger when he was aroused some of the students clapped their hands in approbation of tad's plain words and there was a general stir one fellow proposed that everyone unmasked so that all would be on a level with horner but the little fellow quickly cried don't do it you'd all be spotted and the faculty would know who to investigate if anything should happen to diamond if i'm fired i want you fellows to settle with him for me we'll do it we'll do it tad cried more than twenty voices diamond showed his white even teeth and laughed shortly 
perhaps you think that will scare me he sneered if so you will find i am not bluffed so easily we are not trying to scare you declared another of the masked students but you'll find we are in earnest if you blow well you will find i am in earnest and i do not care for you all the boys began to despair for they saw that diamond was determined and obstinate and it would be no easy thing to induce him to abandon his intention of reporting the hazing if he did so browning and horner would find themselves in deep trouble and others might become involved during the investigation it was not probable that the consequences would be serious for merriwell who would be able to prove his innocence in the matter what could be done the boys fell to discussing the matter in little groups and not a few expressed regret that tad horner had unmasked as an alibi could have been arranged for him if he had not done so now he would be too proud to permit them to do anything of the sort and he would tell the truth about his connection with the affair if the truth were demanded of him we're in a bad box said one fellow in one of the little groups diamond is mad enough to do as he threatens sure nodded another and that breaks up this joint no more little lunches here no more games of penny ante it's a howling shame exploded a third makes me feel grouchy i move we strangle diamond suggested the first speaker seems that that is the only way to keep his tongue still dolefully groaned a tall chap this is a big horse on us that's what said a boy with a face like a girl's the whole business puts me in a blue funk then they stood and stared silently at each other through the eye-holes in their masks and not one of them was able to propose anything practicable the rest of the assembled sophomores seemed in quite as bad a plight and some of them were inclined to indulge in profanity which although it relieved their feelings for the moment did not suggest any way out of the scrape at this point merriwell spoke up addressing diamond look here old man he said in a friendly way you've only taken the same dose they gave me it's nothing when you get used to it diamond gave him a contemptuous look but he did not speak now i don't propose to make a fuss about this little joke frank went on what's the use i'm not half killed perhaps you think you can hoodwink me cried diamond well you cannot you were in the game all the time that's why you were so ready to meet me in a duel that's why you came here i assure you on my word of honor that you are wrong your word of honor yes my word of honor he calmly returned see look at my clothes you can tell i have been through the mill you may have had them fixed that way on purpose to fool me oh you must know better than that be reasonable diamond the virginian gave a savage gesture you are so pleased to be made a laughing-stock of it's nothing to me he flashed keep still if you want to i'm going to tell all i know that would be a very large book full of nice clean blank pages said someone in the background frank's manner suddenly changed look here diamond he said you won't tell a thing the southerner caught his breath and his eyes stared eh he muttered surprised at the other's manner i won't not on your life why not because it will mean expulsion for you as well as myself if you do everyone was listening they gathered about the two freshmen wondering not a little at merriwell's words and manner expulsion for me slowly repeated diamond how is that it's straight goods explain it well i will we came here to fight a duel didn't we yes sir you admit that i do sir that is all that's needed how why i don't understand 
duels are not countenanced in the north and nothing would cause a fellow to be fired from yale quicker than the knowledge that he had anything to do with one while here do you twig there was a moment of silence and then a stir a deep sigh of relief came from the masked lads and some of them showed an inclination to cheer merriwell diamond seemed nonplussed for the moment he glared at frank his hands clenched and his face pale at last he slowly said the duel is something no gentleman can blow about so if you are a gentleman you will have to remain silent sir that's the way you southerners look at it but yon will excuse us northerners if we do not see it in the same light the hazing is something we do not blow about but you seem determined to let out everything for all that it would be a dirty thing to do in order to even the matter these fellows are sure to tell that you came here to fight a duel with deadly weapons and you'll find yourself rusticating in virginia directly way down in old virginia softly warbled one of the delighted sophomores that's the stuff merry old boy diamond trembled with intense anger he tried to speak but his voice was so hoarse that his words were unintelligible a blue line seemed to form around his mouth merriwell's got him bruce brown lazily whispered in tad horner's ear see him squirm tad was relieved although he endeared not to show it but a satisfied smile crept over his rosy face and he felt like giving frank merriwell the glad hand diamond's anger got the best of him he strode forward looked straight into frank's eyes and panted i hate you sir i could kill you and then before he realized what he was doing he struck merriwell a sharp blow on the cheek with his open hand End of chapter three